0: Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm Jonathan Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week to conclude our 90 Minutes or Less theme uh, for February 2019 with our review of Run Lola Run um, from 1998. We'll be getting into that momentarily, but first, Corey, how you doing?
1: I'm fine. It keeps trying to snow and I'm just ready for anything but winter.
0: <laughs> How mm. are you? <laughs> it's it, Today was super hot, actually. I think it was in oh. the 80s. Feeling really humid out I, there.
1: Okay, so I'm not so jealous of the humidity, although it's really good for my skin. But I'm just like daydreaming and like stalking my favorite clothing websites waiting for shorts to come out, even though it's snowing outside because I'm just waiting.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't blame you for that. I'm a fan of shorts myself although my shorts are like past my knees so you know but um i am uh i'm i'm a fan of like the weather we were having a week or two ago here in Florida when it was like 60s in the morning and like 75 was the high for the day that's, that's like perfect exactly that's my ideal temperature so it's it's no fun uh when it starts to get into summertime already and it's like not even March yet um but yeah and of course it gets hotter in the summer but it's still it's starting to feel like summer already <coughs> but um, on the other hand I, I am looking forward to a bunch of summer movies this year so I'm I'm not opposed to the, the time flying because it's already almost the end of February like it feels like it just turned 2019 and here it is you know February uh, well when you're listening to this it'll be like the 26th or 25th or something like that but we're recording a little early this week because Corey's traveling because it's some kind of weird holiday or something right
1: (laughs) it should be a national holiday (laughs) my birthday is on the 26th which is a tuesday finally Um, turning
0: 21
1: (laughs) yes john i'm 24 again ah Uh, yeah i'm going to seattle to see a band i love called teenage fan club and i'm so excited
0: See? Only a teenager could be a fan of a band with the name Teenager in it. Um, but, yeah, so traveling for a few days, so we had to record a little early this week. Um, but, you know, it, it's all fair. Uh, we'll, we'll announce our theme for the month of March at the end of this episode, so if you're anticipating what we're going to be talking about all next month, I will let you know it's just a single actor's work who we're going to be focusing on for the month, month of March. But for now... Let's look at what we've been watching aside from Run Lola Run this week. Corey, you said you have a short list. What what have, you, what have you watched since the last time we spoke?
1: So I'm gearing up for season three. So this is not a movie of True Detective. Everybody knows I love Jeremy Saulnier. Um, so I rewatched season two. Um, I need to rewatch season one too. Uh, also, I should say, um, Bill took me to see the rescreening of Dirty Dancing. Ah for I think the 30th anniversary and I'm never going that long with between seeing that movie again.
0: <laughs> yeah, we I saw didn't. it last summer, I think it was. Um Oh nice. And it was it was a blast. Like actually I'd never seen it on the big screen and I just paid more attention. Either. It don't you pay more attention on the big screen yeah, like I,
1: I and I think like cuz I watched that movie I totally agree like cuz I don't want to be a jerk and also I'm paying movie to, money to be there. Mhm and i also have to like take my time to use my time to get there and go home and stuff so i don't like pull out my phone and yeah i definitely agree more present well,
0: and i mean i've seen that movie i can't even tell you how many times i used to watch right? it all the time as a kid and there were parts of it that i did not remember when i saw it on the big screen because i was giving it 100% of my attention and i don't think i'd ever done that before cuz when i was a kid i think at some point like i would like start dancing you know like not dirty dancing. I hope but you did. just you know, like you, you get into the music yeah. and um I. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I'm just like I've never gave it my full attention unintentionally. Like I never like didn't like it. I just I apparently was distracted or maybe I went and got a snack or something from the kitchen. But until I saw it on the big screen, I was like, wow, there were literal parts that I had not picked up on. And I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I watched it before last summer. I don't think I watched it as like a fully functioning grown up until i'm not sure that i'm fully functioning but what i call a fully functioning grown-up until i mean i think you're doing all right i'm trying you know
1: yeah exactly and like so my family didn't really shield me from a lot of stuff you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. you know i don't really know how to word that but yeah it wasn't like a secret that Mm -hmm. she had an abortion or that not baby it was penny penny um you know it wasn't a secret to me but i think like seeing that as an adult and seeing like all the different like parts of that movie i like started tearing up mm-hmm. when penny is talking to baby about it and how she really thought she was something and then at the end when they dance like i just man like just the ending of that movie makes oh yeah me feel so good and ugh. So I love it so much.
0: I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um,
1: I have one more. Okay. So I'm gonna complain about this one. Oh. Oh man, I I'm about to drop the f bomb and I'm trying not to do Ooh. that. I hated Abducted in Plain Sight. I tried oh. watching it because so many people love it.
0: I just heard about this I, from a Slash Filmcast. Um, uh, David Chen was talking did about they it. Yeah.
1: Friggin' hate it.
0: No, because, but David has a dark kind of sentiment. But yeah, I, I heard it. Now, did you hate it as like a production, or just because it exists? No, because
1: I hate I hate that some people can be parents. I guess ah, like how could you not know what's happening? I'm I couldn't even watch thirty minutes of it because I was getting I was getting angry, and like I don't know if everybody knows, but it takes place in Pocatello, Idaho, which. Oh is like three or four hours away not anywhere that you need to travel to by any means um, it, you know we drive by it when we go to like Salt Lake and stuff like that but I just I was so angry and I can't believe that people are just like so I just feel like there are much more intriguing and
0: uh, well okay there's, there's <sighs> currently an obsession with like true crime Um, and I've loved
1: true crime for a long time
0: I'm shocked that you didn't like this from what I heard it was uh, well put together and a horrible like horrifying story that makes you hate humanity um, because uh, the premise I don't think this is a spoiler because this is what they said on Slash Film and it was not a spoiler section was that um, a man was obsessed with a young girl a a pedophile I should say was obsessed with a young girl and in order to attempt to get her he seduces both of the parents
1: and Uh, while you're but there are just so many things that happen in that movie that I just can't even... It
0: should be... It's a documentary. It's not... Right? It's it's not a... Yeah, uh... it's...
1: Yeah, it's the family being... Um, the family that it happens to being interviewed.
0: Mm-hmm. But, like reenactments just... or something?
1: Well, it's mostly, like, interviews, and then, yeah, there are some reenactments. I only got, like, maybe 30, 45 minutes into it, and I was just, like, done. Because not only does it happen once, but they let it happen a second time, and I'm just, like... Man what are you I'm, I'm you know I just I don't know so and, that's what I've been watching and I'm and, not ever finishing that documentary
0: yeah and I, I it doesn't sound like something I want to subject myself to either so I'm not planning on it um I've watched quite a bit since we last recorded um the last thing I watched before we recorded I had to watch norm of the north keys to the kingdom no, yeah. and uh that was awful but um our episode where Sean and I uh discussed that we just rec- uh, just posted actually right before we were recording this episode of movie club Um, where I talk about it and how bad it is, but, uh, I got lucky Corey because Sean, uh, we had our wild card, so we could have gone any direction with the last two movies. And I honestly thought he was going to torture me. Um, and he set it up so like one person would announce their first wild card the other person would then do the other two and then the first person would go again at the end so they had a chance for like payback if the other person was too mean or whatever
1: Oh! and so
0: i gave him the first movie i gave him was pushing dead the uh james roday vehicle that we interviewed tom brown tom e brown um and so I, i keep wanting people to watch that movie and it just feels like people are putting it to the back burner and they shouldn't it's a great movie um, and so I recommended that was my first recommendation for him. So he's going to have to watch that, which he was excited about. Cause he's been, like I said, he keeps putting it into the back burner. So then for me, I got lucky and he gave me, um, one of his favorite comedies that I've never seen my cousin Vinny. And, uh, so like, it was a nice movie. It wasn't a mean movie. Cause he loves that movie. It's like me. I don't know if it's considered good or bad in the critical community, but it would be like me recommending Hudson Hawk. Cause I do like Hudson Hawk, despite it being critically reviled, um and then it wasn't even that bad it it's not bad right it, it may <laughs> not be enjoyable for everybody but for me it works um and then uh the second movie he gave me is a film from last year uh starring Rachel Weiss who uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows i'm a huge fan of Rachel Weiss uh thanks to Yorgos Lanthimos for making me very aware of her um but then uh and Rachel McAdams and it's a uh a story about um hasidic Jewish women um and it's if you're not familiar with the the culture of Hasidic Jews, there's a very strict, devout rules that you have to follow in this community. I, I think I'm saying it right. I hope I'm not misspeaking of what type of Jewish community it is. I might be, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, and But they are um, lesbians, and that's not accepted. So uh, Rachel Weiss leaves the, the community um, and has to return for some reason as an adult, and she sees McAdams for the first time in years, and there's still a spark. Um, so uh, he said there's a couple of scenes that are on par with like the handmaiden as far as like being extremely erotic, but overall just like a really compelling movie. And, um, the director has a new film coming out this year that he's excited about or has already seen. I can't remember what he said, but those are my two movies. So, um, I gave Sean his final film it is uh, Lake Bell's directorial, I think debut and, um, lead, uh, in, in a world, which is a really fun movie that she stars in. Um, so we ended it, we're ending our, uh, take six challenge on a positive note. Both of us gave the other, uh, two good movies instead of two bad movies. So, um, Thanks. but that said, I, am going to get through what I've watched since then. Um, I finally watched bend it like Beckham, a movie that our, our top five partner, Mike Sanchez has been recommending to us through top five for a couple of years now. He's had it on at least two or three lists. And, um, it's a film that I've, I found at a, a thrift store for a dollar um, yes. this, every movie there is a dollar and I, its they have a huge collection actually first time I went in I spent 15 bucks because um, I was just like oh my god they have this they have this they have this and uh, I finally watched that and it is really good It's my I think it's my favorite Keira Knightley performance um, she's really charming in it and uh, the lead actress is fantastic hang on I'm trying to pull up her name because I do not remember it um, Parminder Nagra I hope I'm saying that correct uh, but Jonathan Rhys-Meyers is also in it and I tend to like him um but it's it was a really great kind of coming of age story, uh, and I even it made me like soccer a little more. Um, the next night, I went and saw *Alita: Battle Angel* in IMAX 3D. Um, have you what? talked to uh, Have you talked to Brendan about this? No. He loves this movie, um, and I I like it a whole lot. I think he's seen it really? three or four times already. It's one. It's Robert Rodriguez, so. If you have ever clicked with any of his movies, there's always a chance that this one will work. I love El Mariachi and Desperado. Um, I haven't seen From Dusk Till Dawn since I was a kid, but I loved that movie as a kid. But I'm not sure if it would hold up if I watched it now. Um, And then I I like Sin City. I don't like Sin City as much as some other people. Um, I didn't like Sin City. I avoided all the Spy Kids movies, even though my daughter was into them. Um, I never saw Sharkboy and Lava Girl. And Machete, I, I actually didn't realize was Robert Rodriguez when they were coming out. And I actually think I will enjoy them if I ever give them a chance, but I haven't. Um, but I tend to like him, and obviously he's uh, he gave Alejandro, um, our another friend of the podcast, his opportunity to do his first feature. And so I have a high level of respect for Robert Rodriguez. I, on the other hand, tend to not like James Cameron, especially his more recent stuff. Um, but this movie is stunning. I do recommend seeing it in IMAX 3D. And Rosa Salazar, who is the lead, plays Alita. Alita is such a great character. There are a few weak spots, but nothing too bad. And In fact, a couple of the weak spots I talked to Brendan about, um, he said in multiple watches, those weak spots start to feel um, less like weak spots and more like appropriate choices that on the initial viewing may have felt off. So I, wanna, I actually do want to see this again. But um, I don't usually recommend IMAX 3D. I think, though, this movie is built for it. It, it is gorgeous in, on that big screen with the 3D. I gave that the not quite golden rating. My review is up at burkreviews.com if you want to read more. Um, Then a a tragedy has struck us because I loved Happy Death Day. Like that movie shocked me. The second one is not so good. Um, Man. And it's not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad. It's just kind of it's like super vanilla sequel. Like it, it doesn't do anything new. It doesn't recapture the magic or the fun of the first film. Um, I do think the lead actress is terrific. Uh, I'm not going to look up her name right now, but um, I really liked her in the first movie. And she really shows that she's got range. Like she can pull off almost any role, I think. Um, But unfortunately, the movie just it never does anything really well. Uh, Her performance is good, but there's just everything just feels like a rehash or a reimagining of something else. And there's nothing that really stood out as like, oh, this is this is fun or this is exciting. Which I can say differently about. Isn't it romantic? Um, I had a blast with Isn't It Romantic, which I did not expect. Um, it's the new Rebel Wilson film, uh, but my my big, my favorite part of it is Adam Devine. Uh, that dude is so great. Um, I mentioned it briefly on Top Five, but uh, it's it's awesome. I really really liked it. Um, it's actually one I'm definitely going to be buying. I had such a good time with it. Um, then I got home that night and my wife put on uh the Netflix original film to all the boys I've loved before. Have you heard of that one, Corey? I have. Um I I didn't mean to watch it. She put it on. I was actually doing something on my computer. Oh, no, I was trying to set up her new iPhone. Um she just got the iPhone XR and I was trying to uh back up her old phone so I could update it, um which took forever. And uh so I'm just sitting there, she starts the movie, I end up getting kind of hooked and and I had a really good time with that too. Um I, I, I am a sucker for rom-coms. It definitely falls into that category. Uh, I really enjoyed that film quite a bit. Um, also, the lead actor in that uh, was very charming. Um, and it shares a coincidence. Uh, a, one of the male actors in it is the lead male in Happy Death Day 1 and 2. Um, but then the next night, you told me we needed to record early, so I watched Run, Lola, Run. We'll get to that in a moment. Last night, I went and saw The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Um, did you ever see the Lego movie? No, The Lego movie was great. I, I was really shocked at how much I enjoyed that movie when it came out. Um, I, I don't love the second one. I don't dislike it. it just it, it feels like it's missing the spark the first one had and I don't know if that's maybe my own. like maybe I had such low expectations of the first film that it was such a, a pleasant surprise that I wanted that same type of feeling and it didn't happen because it was kind of what I expected. Um, there's still some really great moments, uh, I still love Will Arnett as the Lego Batman figure, I love Lego Batman, I should also point out, um, and then, uh, Bruce Willis has a cameo in this, and it's actually Bruce Willis voicing little Lego Bruce Willis, and it's so funny, and it's the best performance I've seen Bruce Willis do for, like, eight years, so, um... (laughs) And that's not saying much, mind you, but it, it was, like, a really refreshing little, oh, look, it's he still... has a sense of humor.
1: Or, like, to see him having fun,
0: or it, to hear, it, I guess. Exactly, because the, the character is kind of the butt of a few jokes in a good way. Um, and the fact that he did it, I was like, cause I, when it happened, I was like, is that really him? And I looked it up, I was like, yep, okay, that's awesome that he did this. Because it's really small, too, like, he didn't have to do the role. but um, And last, and I'm technically not done, in fact, I have... About thirty minutes left. Um, I started watching a film that I had never seen, and I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why, but it's because I was young and stupid when I was in high school. But the Birdcage from nineteen ninety six with Robin Williams. I need to re-watch that. Um, well, the reason I'm I decided to watch it one, it's on Prime and Netflix. But two, I just listened to the A twenty four podcast episode with Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, um, which I'm a big fan of. Michael Sarah. Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie. He is Scott Pilgrim to me. Um, And I've liked Jonah Hill pretty much since they were together in Superbad. I've been a fan of them. I don't always like Jonah Hill, but I generally like him. Uh, The podcast made me love them even more because they are as charming as you want them to be. Um, And like some of the stories they tell about each other, because they are actually best friends since Superbad. And that makes me even happier, like this weird, like Hollywood budding friendship. Um, But uh, Jonah Hill said that the Birdcage is like his favorite movie. And I was just like, wow, I never knew that. And it's written by Mike Nichols, which I'm aware now, or I think directed and written by Mike Nichols. I want to see more of his stuff. I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. um, And this was one that I I think as 1996, I was a freshman in high school. I was too afraid to watch a movie about gay men and drag, drag queens, um, which I'm ashamed to say now, but I was 14 and I was, I, I think when I was 11 or 12, I was told that I had a gay walk and pretty much was always yeah a kid told me in middle school that I had a gay walk which made me super paranoid that I was going to be harassed and bullied for being gay even though I'm not and I have no issue with anyone who is but I wasn't and at the time in 1990 that would have been like 93 94 people still thought you could just be gay like that something could happen to you and you would be gay I'm not saying they were right I'm saying we were all really dumb and so movies like this made me paranoid that if I if I liked this that maybe I would be gay or maybe people at least would pick on me for being gay. And so, you know, um I'm I'm having a blast with this movie. Uh, I forget to mention though Hankins Hank Ansari is in it and I always like him anyways, but oh man, his character is off the charts hilarious. Um but yeah, it, it's it's really good. And there's actually I was a little worried a 1996 movie a comedy especially about homosexuals would be um offensive and there might be maybe if they're playing the characters a little big or a little stereotypical but there's some really sentimental loving moments with robin williams and nathan lane's character that i was impressed uh like i actually was almost brought to tears a few minutes ago um by one scene and i don't i won't say what it is but uh i am i as soon as i finish recording i'm gonna hop back into this and finish it but i having a blast with it um And I know I've said a lot, but one last thing. I have actually not watched much of what I'm about to mention, but my wife, um, actually my daughter was really excited about the new Netflix series uh, Umbrella Academy um, because uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance is one of the authors of the original book, the comic book. And um, so she's all about Gerard Way and uh, was really excited to see it. Plus Ellen Page is one of the actors in it. Um, yeah, uh, she's one of the, uh, so if you're not familiar with this series, it's like a superhero series, but it's a different take on the, on the characters. The premise is that in one year, I I don't remember what year it's supposed to be, but 42 women, I think it's 42 women, um, got pregnant, but they don't like, they weren't like, they woke up not pregnant. And by the end of the day, they were having a baby and, um, the babies all have essentially superpowers. I don't know if it's forty-two seems wrong because there's only like seven kids at this academy, but this rich billionaire takes in the kids X-Men style to raise them and train them uh, to be heroes. And um, something goes wrong when they're young, and then they split up and they go their separate ways. But some of them stay doing the hero thing. Some of them try to you know become normal, but they still have superpowers. And so you're dealing with them. As adults, after the the father has passed away, but you get like back and forth between them as kids training, and then them now dealing with the death of their quote unquote father. And I've seen just bits and pieces, and I am super hooked on the idea. Um, I I just saw a major spoiler because my wife has binged it. That's, it started my daughter convinced my wife to watch it. She got hooked and has surpassed all of us. Um, yeah.
1: I have to tell you, she, like, messaged me, and she's like, have you watched Umbrella Academy? And I was like, no. Is this you telling me I need to? She's like, well, if you think you'll like it.
0: Well, I, I'm very she's intrigued it by everybody. it. I don't if, – if you listen to this show regularly, I don't do a lot of TV because I, I usually give up. My watching time when I'm actually going to watch something is going to be a movie, and I prefer to watch shows – that i can throw on in the background like i've been watching psych while psych will pull me in sometimes and it distracts me i can still throw it on in the background and feel comfortable with uh the fact that if i miss something it's okay um umbrella academy seems like i gotta sit and watch it and there's 10 episodes and they're all somewhere between 40 to an hour uh, long so i'm i'm not sure when i'm gonna get to it but it definitely looks really great um visually uh this the effects that i saw were really compelling there's there's a dark humor um for sure but there's also like some really cool superpower type stuff in it um and it seems really well written I actually I'm really considering buying the graphic novels which I know my daughter would love since Gerard Way uh is you know penned them but um yeah I just wanted to throw that out there I haven't seen much of it but what I've seen I I was hooked and my wife started watching it two nights ago and she's about to finish it right now so um 10 episodes in two days okay, is not Corey. Yeah, she, she binges. When she gets hooked on a show, it's going to be gone um, pretty quickly. But um, All right, that's what we've been watching. Uh, you ready to get into our initial review of Run, Lola, Run? Yes. So, listeners, if you're new, uh, we always start spoiler-free, so don't worry. Don't run off like Lola just yet. Um, we're going to get into spoilers, but before we do, we will definitely let you know. Um, uh, we do like to have the free reign to kind of discuss everything, but let's do the stats first. Run Lola Run came out in 1998, um, directed by Tom Tick- Tickwer, Tickwer, Tikwer. I'm not sure how to say his name, uh, stars Franca Potente, um, Moritz, uh, this is a German film, if I'm not mistaken, though, um, yeah, Deutschmarks is German, right? Or is it I Dutch? Mean- I wish I knew more stuff about other countries. I am... Showing my ignorance, folks. I apologize so much. Um, I swear I looked. Corey, you want to look that up for me while I continue to read all this stuff. Keep
1: going. Um,
0: other names that I'm gonna butcher if I try, so I'm not gonna. Uh, 77 Metascore, 7.7 IMDb user score, and the premise is after I botched money delivery, Lola has 20 minutes to come up with 100,000 Deutsche Marks. Um, okay, so I don't remember for sure what movie I owned as a kid. I had something on VHS and you know as with vhs you had to fast forward through the opening trailers if you didn't want to see them so most of the time i just watched the trailers and whatever movie i had had a trailer for run lola run on it and i used to see it all the time even when i would fast forward like it was still you know on the screen and i i, I knew nothing about it i was just like it's weird there's a movie about someone running and it also reminded me of like run spot run you know that book when you're a kid
1: oh yeah it yeah that's one of the dr seuss books i don't think he pinned it though
0: Oh, interesting. Um, And so I I knew very little about this, and I never thought of anything more than that one movie that kept showing in this trailer. Now, it's interesting to note, um, the movie's an hour and 21 minutes long, so it's well under our 90-minute runtime. I think this was the shortest film we had uh, for February. And um, her hair looks so fake to me. Like, I don't know if it was a wig or not, but it's so bright red, and it's always a little disheveled, so it never looks like real hair. I
1: was so. I've gone through many years of coloring my hair, and I've definitely bleached it and tried to dye it bright red. And I was actually really impressed with it because this movie takes place in the late '90s, and I'm like, "How the heck did you get your hair that red?" Even it is after very red bleaching, I didn't have you know uh, that kind of. Whatever, but this was a German movie.
0: German movie, I, th- I thought so, but I was now I was paranoid that I was like I should have confirmed that before I said it. Um, I knew very little about this movie. Um, what I did know uh, was recently I was looking to teach my film two students about real time versus real time, and for like since you can't see this, that's one spelled R E A L as in real life, and one spelled R E E L as in film real. And this movie was came up on a list of real time. And um, I didn't quite understand how uh, that would work. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, interesting. Um, it totally could work. And it's not a spoiler, but it could be, uh, depending on what I say. But the movie um, shows the 20 minutes that she has from three different points of view, essentially. Not really points of view as much as three different versions of the 20 minutes
1: Choose your ending
0: e- e- kind of yes i i don't want to say anything too specific as to why that happens because i think that would be a spoiler because i think there are there are in most movies there are three distinct acts this particular time though it's almost like three different versions of the same story uh told consecutively and um i found it to be uh really interesting um i think there's a lot this movie is is actually saying in this time too um which i found i don't know for sure that i have a full grasp of what's being said but i definitely feel like there is a there's something you can pull out of this movie which on its surface feels very like simple and and basic um but it's such a cool premise and i think it's a really good use of um storytelling because it it could be uber complex and um attempting to do too much and instead it's very simplistic uh a lot of movies because there's the first i think two or three minutes of her is just running and it should be boring but it's cinematic and it the way they cut uh the editing um like we see her running from a distance like at full speed but then we'll cut to a close-up that's in slow motion and then back to the edit and i was just i was really taken by this movie in a lot of ways i thought there was so much um interesting things happening throughout um and some weird choices that I I'm still kind of trying to process those to like the 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 logic. One thing we'll definitely talk about in spoilers. We're gonna have a I have a lot to say in spoilers, but um, overall I really liked Run Lola Run a lot. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet where I want to rate it either. Uh, I have a I'm leaning towards one more than the other, but I I ended up um, kind of like after all these years of knowing this movie's existence. And finally watching it, I was like, yeah, um, I should have watched this a while ago because I actually think this movie is really, really interesting, um, in a lot of ways. So, um, especially cause I, I think because we see her running and, um, there's, there's one, there's one scene that we cut to a couple of times that are sexual implied. I think I always thought this movie would be like really sexual. Um, and it's not at all, um i mean there is there's intimate moments but there's nothing like overtly sexual uh there's no nudity or anything like that and so it's it's um it's one that i actually am now thinking like it could be uh something i bring to my my students because it's you know it's foreign film which is always compelling uh students a lot of times avoid subtitles and um i think it's it's action-packed but it's also not an action movie so i don't know i'm curious Corey, uh how you felt about it
1: um i've found it kind of stressful. Mm. I mean, I feel like that was probably the point, but oh, I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about some more of what happens in the movie because I don't, I guess I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um. I felt like I did pick up on some things in this movie that I don't usually pick up on in other movies when I'm watching. So I thought that was kind of, kind of cool. I felt like a winner. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think um, let's go a little little more into the beginning of the the plot. Just like just a little more. So Lola gets a call from her boyfriend Manny, and uh, Manny is freaking out, and he's like, "Where were you? Where were you?" And um, she was supposed to be at a, a pickup spot for him because he made a transaction. Um, he he gets a bag of money, and she's supposed to be there to pick him up. And the she had to sell the moped, right? Is that what? She,
1: no, I thought it was stolen.
0: It was. I'm sorry. You were correct. It was stolen. And so she tries to get there on time where the drop was supposed to be or where the pickup was supposed to be. And she, t- she takes a cab, but he's not there. Um, and so it's 100,000 uh, Deutschmarks, as stated. Um, he screws up. Uh, he's on the subway or the train. I think it's the subway. but um, And cops get on the train and he panics, gets up to walk off the subway leaving the bag of money and um the cops stop him which i don't really know why the cops harassed him but they did he definitely looks suspicious i mean like the way he went to run back on the train but they don't let him get back on the train train takes off and there was a bum on the train who had a bunch of plastic bags and he says to lola that um you know i'm gonna be they're gonna kill me they're gonna they're gonna kill me i have to meet them at at noon And he's getting desperate. He's trying to figure out what do I do. And she's like, "Give me twenty minutes, because that's all that's left. Um, I'll be there. We'll figure something out." And he's panicked. And so we get right away that um, he's more of a screw up, and Lola is apparently usually pretty well together, um, but has you know this has messed her up. Um, Nothing is going right, and um, this is like a big deal because they're they're in love, but they're also. they've only been together for a year so like it's still early in their relationship uh and they definitely you know he's he's a he's doing some type of criminal activity but i i didn't get the vibe that he's a total criminal but he's desperate like he doesn't know what else to do with his life so he's kind of fallen into this world like did you i didn't feel like manny came off as like a bad guy
1: i didn't necessarily feel bad for him
0: no, I mean he he kind of put himself in the situation, so I, I I can see what you're saying, but I I didn't get the vibe that he was some like merciless, horrible. Oh, person. I don't think
1: that he's out like murdering people or, you know, i mean, we we do not really get told what he does.
0: Well, and this seems like it was like a trial thing, um, and I like there's these conversations that we cut to, um, of him and her in a lying in bed like. I would say most likely post coital, right? Like they they've they they appear to be naked, but we only see them from the shoulders up and we're looking down at them as they're laying on the bed. I think he's smoking a cigarette. It's a uh, red light, which is, you know, I actually really like the lighting in that scene. Um and the conversations that they're having, I think show to me that's where I really started to like Manny because I feel like he genuinely loves her. And she seems more distant to him than he, to her. And that's not always how that's depicted. I think a lot of times the men would be the the distant one, the one who's not willing to uh, fully commit. Um, And I I don't get that vibe from him. And I think he's just trying to get them in a better situation, right? That's the vibe I got. So I I had a little more empathy for him than than maybe it sounds like you did, but I still, you know, I, I don't, I don't have full sympathy for him because again, don't break the law and then you're not in this horrible position where you're going to die because you've lost the money um and the fact that he was scared of cops also seems to imply that he gets harassed a lot meaning he probably has a little petty criminal background or something but
1: yeah i mean he he acted guilty so <laughs> yeah i just figure he might be guilty <laughs> um.
0: well um Hi. So, there's some weird things about this movie, but I don't want to say too much. Um, I didn't know hardly anything going into this, and I definitely think that's the way you should come into this movie. So, at this point, um, I think it's time we move. Corey?
1: Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about Run, Lolo, Run in great detail. You can go check it out and come back and listen later. Otherwise, we'll steam ahead. You've been been
0: warned. Words. And, well, hopefully, if you don't want spoilers, you've stopped listening – I don't know that this is free on anything right now to stream. I think you'll have to pay to rent it or buy it. Um, I would say buy it because I think it's definitely rewatchable. Um, it's one; it's super short too, so it's uh, digestible. It's got kind of like a techno score, right? Like, like it feels very late nineties, right? Like that was a popular. Yeah, very. Um, it reminded me of Republica.
1: Oh my god!
0: Right? <laughs> like, yes. I kept waiting for Republica to pop on because, like, the red hair... That should have
1: been the last song. Yeah, on
0: the rooftop, shout it out. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm ready to go. Yeah, exactly. And the red hair because she, the, the singer <laughs> yes. had, like, really vibrant red hair on the music video. Um, So, yeah, I don't know that was. I, I immediately was thinking of Republica when this came on. Um,
1: that been, I would have been so much more on board with the music.
0: <laughs> I, it's funny that, like, I wasn't sure if saying Republica would mean anything to anybody else. I actually had that album. John! Um, I, it's it's I'm a offended. weird kind of obscure group. They're not like a super pop. I think that song was super popular, but I don't know. It. I don't know anyone else who had it. I'm guessing you had it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a like rare it. thing, right? I don't think yeah. you and I have weird eclectic musical selections that cross very often. Yeah, we don't <laughs> have a lot of yeah overlap
1: with music at all.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's a weird one. That uh, that reference paid off. Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, okay. So, I think let's start with the, uh, Sonic Scream as I dubbed it.
1: Okay, it just stressed me the F out. <laughs> like, I don't really under- I don't know.
0: So, I- I'm a comic book nerd, uh, I think that's been stated. I- I- to be fair, I've stopped reading comics- I've kind of stopped reading, but I've stopped reading comics, um, probably like five or six years ago, it just got too expensive, and- uh th- i got tired of all the reboots because dc and marvel both just started rebooting their their books over and over again making it even harder to keep up with um so i i just kind of backed away from for a while but um i'm i'm still a, like a comic nerd i know a lot of old stuff I, I and i do know a lot of the current stuff still but um it reminded me of uh black canary and her sonic scream which is why i called it that um each act each version of the story gets a a different depiction of it um, although technically the first time we hear the Sonic scream, it is the setup for the whole story because she freaks out on the phone and screams and shatters all the glass in her apartment. Um, and it's right away. It's surreal. It's like the only real surreal moment in the movie are when she does the scream. Cause it's like, okay, there's no way that she's screaming that loud that she's shattering glass. Like that's not real. So it's an interesting choice to have her have this, I don't know, superpower um,
1: yeah, I don't really cuz I don't know, like the first time you think maybe she's imagining it or maybe it's, I don't know. And then there's a point where it's in front of her dad and everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: obviously, ah, you know. Yes. A, you
0: know, the first time someone else witnesses it. It's not just yeah, us.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a thing.
0: Yeah, and then the third time is the most crucial cuz it's uh she wins she wins enough money <laughs> to pay for everything. Um she's playing roulette which I was like uh, when she went to play with him like no no you don't gamble on roulette that's like a horrible way to, to just lose your money but she puts it all in 20 so obviously there's significance to the number 20 20 minutes um, essentially the movies almost broken up into four sets of 20 because it's an hour and 21 minutes um, so it's just one minute over and that's probably the credits uh, so so 20 is a integral part of the setup the structure The plot itself has a 20 minute, you know, she has a ticking clock of 20 minutes, um, which isn't quite real time in the film, but it's, it's very close. And, um, so she bets it on 20 wins the first time she bets a hundred. That's all she has. She has a hundred, uh, Deutschmarks, I guess, um, wins a bunch of money. I think like 3,600 or something like that. And then bets all of that on 20 again. And for some reason, the, 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 Casino, like mob the floor boss or whatever they're called. I, I only know terms from The Hangover, so I apologize right away if none of this is accurate. Uh, and he comes over and's like hey, giving her crap already. Partly, I guess she wasn't dressed appropriately, which the girl well, told her at the front.
1: I mean, also like if I don't know my dad. I I watched my dad gamble. I don't really gamble because I like my money, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not reckless like that. Um, and it's just very. When could you bet on that three times and win each time? It just doesn't.
0: Well, but I see, mean, I, the odds. Was it three? I yeah. thought it was only two.
1: Oh, maybe I'm lying.
0: But Sorry. still, like, because I, I feel like she bets, he's watching her, she wins, and then he comes over. Well, and then... she
1: just walks up and wins. True. I think
0: that. I mean, but at the same time, like, people win. And so, like, I could see them watching, but he was already ready to take her off the floor um mm-hmm. but then she does the scream and uh when it all said and done everything shattered uh she's one again i think we're supposed to assume that she screamed the ball into the 20 spot the second time or a third time because there is a possibility i'm wrong and it was three i like things in sets of three so i'm content with it being three but i just i i feel like it was only two but you're probably right. um, but, okay, so, like, those are the, the screams, and it's the most surreal element of the film. Um, I, I didn't mind them, but I, I don't know if I fully understand the reason they're there, I guess. You know, I mean, obviously, they work for a, a plot. Like, she's able to uh, distract her, her dad, and that's when she... She screams when she takes him hostage, right?
1: I think so...
0: Like, I don't think she has a gun on him yet when um, she screams. Because I think she leaves, grabs the gun from the security guard, and then goes back and gets her dad, if I remember correctly. But I think f- you're right. The but first scream... You- go ahead.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that, like, it's... A, it uh, It's her learning to use it to her advantage? Because the first time, it's, like, she just does it and runs off. And then the yeah. second time that i guess gives her room to like overpower the people at the bank but then the third time she like uses it completely to her advantage
0: yeah i'm i'm not sure um For... <sighs> I, I don't know if like if it's a ability she has always had um if i mean it doesn't appear to be symbolic in the sense that it's as it, it might have symbolism to us but i'm saying like in the movie i do think like you said the first time we could maybe write it off as her imagination, but the next two people witness and react to it. So it doesn't seem to be that it's not happening. Um, but I guess it's still possible that maybe it's not happening exactly how we're seeing it. Maybe she's just obnoxiously screaming and people are like, ah, my ears. But it does seem like they're reacting to the things exploding and stuff. But yeah, that last one is real loud. Like I had to turn Ooh. the volume down on the TV. I was like, oh, that's going to scare Kathy. Um, but so... Whatever the reason, I don't know if I fully understand it. I do like it, though. I, I'm not opposed to it. Because I'm okay with a little surrealism in a, in a movie. Like, I don't need everything to be completely factual. um, Or realistic. I guess factual is an overstatement. Um, Alright, so... The other conceit that we need to talk about is the 20-minute intervals, right? Like, she takes off running. We see her running. Um, she She's late. Uh, she stops at the bank to ask her dad for money. Um... I really like the. Uh, when she bumps into people, that we get, like, um, previews of where their life is going to go from that moment. But. Good.
1: I kind of didn't get the first one where she runs into that woman with
0: the stroller. Uh what do you mean by you didn't get like you didn't get why it happens to her or or
1: like i didn't get the whole story like their kid is taken away i don't really know
0: yeah so her kid is taken away and then she kidnaps someone else's kid um and
1: i just want to tell you how sad this is i even re- rewound it re-wound, yeah it to re to watch it again because i was just like and i still just
0: i don't know well, I think, um, so there's that one, uh, and we see three different outcomes for her. The second one's a positive one where she wins the lottery and they're like wealthy. And then the third one, does she die in the third one? Oh, or I thought the
1: she... third one was just fine. That Well, I thought the third time she doesn't get hit at all. She doesn't
0: get bumped, but she still, I think we still see what happens to her. Um, but I can't remember what happens to her. Something else happens to her. Um, there's the guy on the bike who, uh, stole a bike. And we see him get bullied, and the bike stolen from him. Ironically, um, okay. well, then we see him uh, die of a drug overdose. And then the third time, I don't think we get a preview. I think he we follow him in real time, and we see him interact with the bum. Um, and uh, so that was the, the like. And then there's a the woman at the at the bank. We see her outcome. Uh, one time, she. I, I don't even remember hers. Hers, she doesn't get a third one though. Um, because she doesn't, Lola never makes it to the bank the third time. Um, so I, uh, I, there's so many little things with that. Uh, obviously one of the big themes and I bring all that up. One of the big themes in the movie is the idea of like choice and how little decisions or little deviances in our, our choices dramatically have reaching effects in in other people's lives in our own life. Um, and how those choices that we make can have, you know, big repercussions, even tiny ones. And so that first 20 minutes, when she gets there late with no money, she's too late to stop Manny from going into the grocery store and robbing it. Um, which she saves him because a security guard had him at gunpoint. Um, she knocks security guard out. She doesn't know how to use the gun. Manny tells her how to take the safety off. She shoots at the the guard to get him to shut up um they take the money they go to leave and the police are all out there and lola is accidentally shot uh in the heart
1: i just really don't think that manny's worth it i'm sorry (laughs) i'm just like and i kind of don't like the progression of the story like the three different parts that it turns out bad for her the second one it turns out bad for him and then the third Part it turns bad out bad for someone else.
0: Um, who do you think it turns out bad for?
1: Well, the guy that's driving her dad ends up dying in a car accident. Which
0: I think her dad may be dead as well.
1: I think that you're right, but we I, I don't remember seeing her dad's face. I know he was in the car, but we see the.
0: He's crumpled over, but yeah, it's not confirmed if he's alive or dead. Um,
1: so I guess that I didn't like that. Like I can see what you're saying. I felt more like. There, I don't know, that there's a, there's a price to be paid, and somebody's going to yeah. pay it, I guess.
0: Well, exactly. I think that's... But that holds true to what I said, right? Like, all these little deviances, all these little changes, we don't even see how they're affecting things, you know? Um, oh, word. Because the only reason why the, he was there to take the dad was because she fell on top of the car, making him stop, where the other two versions of the story, he... Mm-hmm only, um, slightly hesitates and then gets in an accident because he's watching her run away. Um, and so he gets in a minor accident cause he's, he's scooting out where this time it's a head on collision, like on a highway or uh, whatever the Audubon maybe. Um, I, ju- I think that's the, uh, German interstate. Um, so he's going much faster and that's why the accident is so much more severe when it happens. Um, but also it's not just a happy ending for, for Lola and Manny. It's a really happy ending because not only are they able to uh, pay off the guy they owed the money to, but they doubled their money.
1: Yeah, because I was just waiting, too, because she just barely missed the vagrant that Mm -hmm. had the money. Twice. Yeah. And I was just like, you're almost getting him every time. So I thought it was going to be her that ended Mm -hmm. up. Somehow getting the money back, even though she didn't know who he was. So I thought that was kind of surprising that Manny ended up being the one getting it back. hmm But, yeah. But then other people died. Well,
0: what really, like, to me, what showed that Manny is a moron is that when he catches the homeless guy, and the homeless guy quickly admits that, yes, this is your money, and gives him the bag back, he says, at least give me the gun. yeah. And Manny gives him the freaking gun, and I'm like, "The Manny might be the luckiest man in the world that the guy didn't just point the gun at Manny and shoot it's it." <laughs> the money. Yeah, because yeah, that's Cause totally what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so well, true there's so many things because now, like, okay, if he didn't rob Manny, why did he want a gun? Is he going to go rob somebody else? Like, did Manny just create a bigger criminal or someone who's maybe more desperate? Because Manny's desperate. And I think there's stuff that we don't know, like 1998 Germany, is there like a financial crisis? Is the crime higher? Like, is there a reason Manny and Lola are doing what they're doing? Um, and I, I don't know for sure, but I, I feel like there's a lot of implications about like the attitudes of people. Um, you know, the, the dad is having an affair. He's planning on leaving the wife. But if you listen, because we only meet the mother for like one second. She's when L- also, she it sounds like she's having an affair right like she's the phone yeah. call it sounds like she's also having an affair so you don't really feel bad for either one of the parents because they're both cheating on each other and here's lola trying to be faithful to this man that she's in love with you know so there's something there um again i don't know if i fully get everything that's being like said and obviously i don't mean literally said uh i don't speak german so i definitely don't get that um that way but I do think this movie, which on the surface is super simplistic. Again, the premise is Lola has to get from her apartment to where Manny is at the corner of this uh, bar and uh, grocery store. Um, in 20 minutes, they have to come up with $100,000 or Manny is going to be killed by this crime guy. Which, to be fair, we don't even know if that's true. We don't even know if the guy will kill Manny. Like, there's no, there's no scene where we hear him threaten Manny. There's no, like...
1: No, that's true. But he does say that he's already been set up by him before with a packet, a carton of cigarettes or something.
0: True. I'm just saying, like, sometimes we overreact, right? Like, we're like, oh, I'm going to be killed. And we don't. Uh, Granted, he probably would have been. It was 100. I don't know what the transfer rate is, but it definitely was a lot of money because no one. I tried
1: Googling it and it wasn't
0: working out. No one was willing to give them the money, though. So, like, it's obviously not a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, the same, like, cause that's yen really throws me off. Cause yen is like, oh, uh, they use big numbers in Japan for like their currency. So I really get confused. I think Deutschmarks are similar to dollars. So there might be a few dollars difference if we were to convert, but I think a hundred thousand is very similar to a hundred thousand dollars. So it's a lot of money. And th- so on the surface of the, the plot's really straightforward, but the way it's done, cause we see Lola die. We see him die by getting hit by the ambulance, which, um, Uh, you know it pays off because we see the ambulance almost hit the plate glass window early it does hit the plate glass window the time that it kills him and then Lola ends up inside of the ambulance um, which was an interesting scene because she stays with that guy and is able to stabilize that dude's heart what did you Mm -hmm. think about that like her getting in the back of the ambulance and like basically saving this guy
1: that was I don't even remember I remember that scene but i don't remember who that guy was it wasn't anyone that she knows is it
0: i don't know either and i wrote i have a note because i i was like Dude, should i know who this is because i don't recognize him um
1: yeah i remembered that scene i just i i don't know
0: now i think the only thing i could think of it wouldn't make sense in the timetable Would if it was one of the like if it was the dad's friend that had been driving the car but yeah. the, fa- the fact that he's doing CPR it implies, like, because the guy is conscious too. It's not like he's he's unconscious and the dude's doing CPR, which is unusual, I think. Anyways, I'm not sure that I feel like usually if you're doing CPR, they're not breathing. Um, and the guy was clearly like awake, so he's breathing. And um, but so I took the idea that he had a heart attack and that he was trying to keep the heart mm-hmm. pumping. Um, and then Lola gets there and. He calms down and his heartbeat steadies. Um, and she says, I'll stay with him. And she does until they get to the corner and she gets out. Manny's not there. Manny shows up. Everything's good. The happy ending, they walk off. And I love when he says, what's in the bag? And she just smiles. Like, I love that. That we don't get the satisfaction of seeing him see the money. But we know and she knows that they just won. Because I don't know what his cut of that 100000 was going to be. But you know it wasn't a lot and now they have a hundred thousand dollars
1: that's, that's kind of so uh, watching this movie and also watching a lot of different other things where people work in these cd illegal whatever they do all of these things that are like big money but like they live in squalor mm-hmm. like they're, yeah it's like a I,
0: studio apartment at best
1: yeah yeah so i don't know so i want to talk about what i thought was weird they used some cartoons in this movie yes and the parts where she's running down the stairs from her apartment, and one time, I don't even remember, because there was one for each of the, whatever, different endings, yep. Um, she jumps over once, the dog tries to bite her, or does bite her, and she falls down the stairs another time, and I don't even remember the third time, but I just, the, I guess the places that they use the cartoons, because why not just have a real dog, or were you really afraid that she would be injured?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know, um, it's definitely a choice, um, I like the cartoon element of it, uh, and in the mom, it was on the TV in the mom's apartment, or the mom's broom or the living room, whatever, um, it would cut to that, and I don't know, uh, I don't know, I liked, I liked the cartoon, I don't know if, if I understand the choice behind it, but I, I didn't, I did think it was, um, cool, and I thought it looked... I don't think it looked good. It kind of reminded me of, like, Beavis and Butthead animation. Um, yes. And, again, so of the time, I think. Um, I But I don't know. Um, that one, it, that didn't concern me as much. I just thought it was, like, a stylistic choice. But there might be something to that that maybe we're not... Uh, maybe I'm not getting. Like, maybe it's... Um, the fact that didn't... it's on the TV too, like maybe it's like us watching, like voyeuristic almost. That we're mm. we're just like watching this p- person who's living out their life, trying to make it work, and we're just kind of observing it. And um, I don't know, uh, not sure. I'm just speculating now because I have no real. I hadn't really thought about it, but
1: also, did you notice through each of the so the very beginning one, the very first
0: story. Mm-hmm.
1: The music was, like, super stressful to me. Super, like, fast-paced, blah, blah, blah. And, like, as we go to the next story, it kind of slows down a little bit. And then by the third one, it's, like, way more chill. Ooh. I don't know. And then we get the happy ending. Because yeah. the music was extremely <clears throat> stressful to me, guys.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they definitely want you to be with her mentally. Like, she is stressing out because she's... yeah. How me- do I get a 100,000 Deutschmarks to save the man I love, you know, that, or maybe she's still kind of, that's in between each of the, uh, the first act and the second act, we get the bed scenes where we're looking down at them and they're having the conversations about their relationship. And I can't remember for sure. I feel like the first one is dominated by Lola and the second one is dominated by him. Um, in terms of talking, like one is like, there's a shift in the, the presentation. Um, I, I might have that backwards. It might be he's first and then she's second, but, um, i really liked those scenes a lot though i thought they were interesting character monologues and i think the, the placement of them as like the intermission from the tension you know like it's just them obviously it's in the past we're like this is before all the events that we're currently witnessing um but they were having conversations about their relationship about their commitment to each other um you know whether or not uh they love each other and i i don't know it really it it clicked with me i i liked them um and i love i love seeing lola is clearly in love but at the same time she seems worried She's a maybe served about it maybe because of her parents though. we both of them are are cheating and he's he's the dad's really cruel to her both the the first two acts like he's really cruel to her in the first act he like basically tells her i'm leaving you you and your mother get out of here and, and then, you're
1: not my daughter yeah,
0: yeah, 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 and yeah.
1: your father died before you were born.
0: Yes, that's right. I forgot about that whole little twist that he, like... Like, he stabs her in the back and then, like, twists the knife a few times. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, so I really felt for her, um, throughout, and...
1: Yeah, I didn't feel bad when she had him at gunpoint the next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that was an important placement of that, though, that it's after we've heard him be a total ass. Um, which... Okay, so there is one thing, though, that I I am curious as to how much of what we saw was her controlling time. Um, So when she's dying at the end of the first one, she says something like, not like this, or I'm not ready to leave, or something along those lines, and then it starts over, right? We cut to the the bedroom scene, but then it starts over. In that second act, when she gets the gun, we see a close-up of the safety and her look at it and turn it off but in the first act she didn't know how to do that and manny told her so there's an implication there that she learned from the first time and that she is actually doing this a second time not just an interesting movie perspective but like she's actually redoing this and she's learned some not all like she doesn't seem like she's completely aware but there are, there's a clear learning element going on not to mention she doesn't do everything exactly the same um the way she reacts to the guy on the bike is different in each act and um it seems like she's she's unaware yet aware of the fact that she's already done this which adds back that makes you kind of reevaluate that super scream if she has that power could she have other powers, or even if it's not her, are there other supernatural things at work in the, this otherwise very grounded, gritty story? Um,
1: I totally forgot about that.
0: Yeah, and I, again, I might I do this sometimes. I over, I think my my fanta- my fantastical point of view of based on like comic books and video games. Sometimes I put that type of I project that onto the films that I'm watching. Um, I can't remember what, there was something that we talked about a while back where I had a very similar, I'm like, well, what if it's this? And I don't know if I'm doing that, but I I know for a fact he drew attention to the fact in the second time she knows how to turn the safety off. And it was a big moment when Manny had to explain to her how to do that in the first act. So I feel like those two things are giving us a hint that this isn't just a movie trick, that this is something happening.
1: Also isn't it the second part when she's like holding up the bank that her father works in she can just shoot a gun like mm-hmm. like it's nothing she shoots it right by the like hit oh yeah one of the bank teller's heads
0: yeah like as a warning shot it's not a miss as she sh- purposely shoots to make a point yeah. yeah and that's not the person we uh, we noticed the first time around so yeah and then Manny dies in the second time And I think she says something again, like, no, no, I'm not ready to lose you, or something like that. Like, again, it's like she's the one restarting everything. And if that's the case... And again, that sonic scream, I think, helps my case here. That she does appear to have a supernatural ability. Um, Again, it's not, like, super, super, but she screams loud enough to shatter glass and have things react to her scream that it's not impossible.
1: Kind of control things, and you know get another do-over yeah <laughs> you know i'll take the supersonic scream
0: yeah and I'm, again i might i might be over over uh analyzing or projecting but i do feel like that's the safety element um is a really strong argument for that and the fact that she does have that super scream and it's used three times it's using each act so it's it's not just like a fluke like you said if we only saw it at the beginning of the movie it could just be our her imagination of she's so angry that she could shatter glass but we see it happen two other times with witnesses that seems to imply that no no it's it's legit she's really shattering glass with her with her voice so that said i, I think there might be a lot to take in with run a little run I, I actually i wanted to like do some research and see if anyone i mean this movie is 20 years old so i'm sure there's tons yeah. of like essays or uh, theories out there about like what's the deal but i've not watched any yet so if someone else has already done a better job of doing what I just brought up. I'm not trying to see I swear I've not watched or read anything else about Lola. Um, this is honestly, I, I the only thing I knew about this movie was that the real time element that the 20 minutes is approximately 20 minutes of actual film um, each time. It's not a hundred percent accurate, but it's it's very close. That's uh, still pretty impressive. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had a blast with this movie. I, I thought it was like you said, it was stressful, but it was stressful by design it could have been boring cuz it is her running a lot but it, it, he really gets innovative with the camera work to make it not feel boring like we're not just watching cuz I, I if i if you watched me run for 20 minutes one i would be dead but two <laughs> um it would be slow like you would be 20 imagine just watching somebody walk for 20 like, minutes really yeah you you have to make it interesting and he does a really good job of uh um Tickwer or Tom Tickwer or whatever his name is does a really good job of using like multiple camera angles and uh, different close-ups and cutting back and forth and his cross-cutting is really strong too. There's a lot of cool cutting back and forth between Manny. Uh, there's some split-screen stuff. Um, I, I I really like this film just overall. It does feel like it's from the 90s um, and maybe even like it might feel a little older because I don't know her pants were not pants that anyone I knew in the 90s would have wore. Like they were way too high on the waist. Now that's in style. But I feel like high waist pants were not trendy, like, in the late '90s. But I could be no. R-
1: I feel like you're right. But I mean, we don't. I guess we don't know about Germany.
0: That is very true. Exactly. Like I, I don't know Germans' fashion, um, Germany's fashion at the time. But for like an American watching this movie, I'm like, wow, this. It doesn't People feel like Jinkos. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which what, would not have been conducive to running for twenty minutes if you were rocking Jinkos. No. You'd have tripped no. and busted your face a few times. Um Yeah, yeah but um I think I, I have nothing else to say. I think I've this is the most extensive review I've done in a while, uh, Cause it is it's pretty concise. There's not a lot happening in this movie that isn't important because everything only happens. Really, it's like three short films, like three 20 minute short films that are very, very similar, but deviate in big ways. Um, so there's it's hard to not talk about like every detail because it's so the details are so important because they're they're so subtle and little changes have such big impacts on the outcomes. Uh, but I, I really, really like I think I've decided where I want to rate it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we go into ratings? no. And I'm going to give this movie, uh, what I think it deserves, which is a must see. I, am am just talking about it. I'm even more pumped about it than I was when I watched it, but I was really hooked on it the other night, which I do want to point out. I hate interrupting movies. Like I've interrupted birdwatch, uh, not birdwatch, the bird cage, um, to do this podcast. I don't like to watch movies like that. I like to watch them from beginning to end with as little interruption as possible. And my internet went out. Oh. three quarters of the way on uh, for run little run and I was watching it on voodoo
1: so you had like 20 minutes ago no i'm
0: kidding <laughs> <It was laughs> not like much I, more think of how like this movie does so much to put you into what's happening that it being interrupted was very stressful I was like oh you jerks like the worst timing um but yeah so i did have like that it it didn't take me out of it too much but it, it was it was an inconvenience that i was not excited about but um as i said giving it the must-see rating Corey what do you think I... I
1: like it more now that we talked about it. Not that I didn't like it when we watched it, but I think that there is so much more going on than I could have even digested, you know, the surface of watching it the first time. I don't know when I'll want to watch it again because it was stressful, but I think I'll go with not quite Golden Pony Boy.
0: That was where I was initially leaning, and I, and, and I might cool on this movie over time, but right now I was really kind of... I, I didn't know what to expect, and I ended up really thinking it was much more innovative
1: know what it was about either and i agreed
0: yeah and that's that's what's really like winning me over is like the plot is simple on its surface but there's so much going on with the filmmaking and there's clearly some uh, experimental filmmaking going on to a degree um some things again i don't know that i fully grasp yet but that i want to grasp it so like that says something to me that I care enough that I really do want to like kind of look at this again. I want to look at it from different angles, and I want to see what what else is out there and hear what other people thought about this film. Um, but yeah, if you're like us and you slept on Run Lola Run, we recommend that you check it out. Uh, spoilers and all, because it's still a, it's a it's an experience. Like I don't think hearing what happens is that significant as much as it is watching it, because it is it's frenetic. It's it moves. Um, it, it's a it's a stressful experience but in in a design way it's like it's it's going for suspense it wants you to feel on edge um all right well that's our review for run lola run next month we are doing uh the best of jeff bridges we're doing um four jeff bridges movies that uh i'm sorry best actor colon jeff bridges um and all four movies uh for march will be actually i'm sorry there's five movies for march because there are five uh weekends in March which is how we frame our uh, our themes um so our first movie uh Cory got to pick cuz I picked run Lola run um we're going to be watching Cory do you know what it is
1: No I don't have it up I'm sorry All right no
0: I have it uh, I wasn't sure if you just remembered we're going to be watching his Academy Award winning performance in Crazy Heart um which I know about he's a country singer in that one and uh, I haven't seen but I'm excited to give that one a watch as I tend to like musical based um, but not musical, sorry, music-based movies, and so, um, we'll be watching that. I don't know if it's streaming on anything right now, uh, but it's from 2009, and co and co-star is Maggie Gyllenhaal, and I did not know this, and this just sold me on this movie. Colin Farrell is in this. What? And I am such a Colin Farrell fan, so I am all on board for Crazy Heart. Um, directed by Scott Cooper, who I'm not familiar with either. Oh, he directed Hostiles, though, and I did see that, um, and Black Mass, which is fine. I didn't love, but I didn't dislike. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this movie now. I didn't realize how old it was, actually. Seems like it just happened. But um, So, yeah, we'll be watching Crazy old. Heart. Holy crap, Colin Farrell has a ponytail in this movie.
1: <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love um,
0: it. It has an 83 Metacritic. And, obviously, it was nominated for a bunch of awards. So, a lot, it's oh. one that we, we should be watching. But So, all of March, we're going to be watching Jeff Bridges films. Um, and our first one will be Crazy Heart. I'm excited. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Um, you can follow me at Burke reviews, Corey,
1: at Corey, R star, Corey with a C.
0: And if you like oh, our podcast, <laughs> sorry, Corey, if I cut you off there, two hours on the end, um, just in case you didn't hear that listener. Uh, if you like our podcast, please rate and review it on whatever service you are using to download, whether it's iTunes or Google play or uh, Spotify. Um, hopefully Pandora is going to open up and add, uh, more podcasts because they started doing podcasts now as well. Um, but we're on basically every platform. Um, if you'd like to leave your thoughts, uh, you can use the anchor.fm app, which is recently purchased by Spotify, um, to, uh, call into our show, leave a voicemail and you could actually end up being heard on our podcast, which we would love.
1: If it's nice.
0: If it's nice. Of course. I said, if I said, maybe, um, but, uh, you can go to burkreviews.com and read all of my reviews and also um, we are still raising money to uh, help pay up for our travel and accommodations for Tribeca 2019 when I say us that is me and David the uh, editor of Um we are we're definitely going 100% we've we've committed we locked in our plane tickets we've locked in the hotel reservation Um, We just need uh, to help pay it off. So if anyone, you can donate any amount, um, you can go to BerkReviews.com. Pinned at the very top of our our, uh, blog post is the Tribeca post with a, a link to go to the GoFundMe to donate any amount of money. Or recently added to our website, there is a merch link at the very top. If you click that merch link, it takes you to T Public. You can get um, a. There's two different designs right now. There's gonna be more added. I'm trying to think of some really cool ones out there. But anything you buy there, we get a cut of. Um, and it. Not only are you helping us with money, but you're getting some merchandise in return to support the podcast, to support the website. So anything like that would be awesome. Um, I ordered myself a burkreviews.com t-shirt, so I might be that guy wearing myself on a shirt.
1: Please tell me it. Yes. I was hoping it was that one because I saw you have two <laughs> yeah, um, designs. I feel like we need one with my face so that I could wear them.
0: I'm, I'm all yeah. for that. I didn't want to like do that without talking to you. I hadn't had a chance yet. But um, yeah. I also ordered uh, a coffee mug with my logo on it, and I'm very excited to get that. Yes. I'm going to walk around drinking coffee out of my, my own uh, image. but. Um, as this is the fourth year for BerkReviews.com, I'm getting a little more confident about promoting it because it's. I feel like now it's it's a real thing. You know, it's legit. It's it's existed for some time now. It's not just like I didn't just start it and like oh look what I did. No, four years in, I'm legit now. I can talk about it with some certainty that it's gonna be around afterwards. Um, because that was my fear when I started. It was that I would like do it for a month and get tired of it and just stop four years I'm not getting tired of it I'm still you know enjoying writing reviews I love doing the podcast and I love hearing from all of you out there listening um we'd love to have more listeners so again please share this with everyone who likes movies um follow us on social media and see all the crazy stuff that we have going on um but until next time I will say as I always do which is on the t-shirt keep watching movies (laughs) This has been a Berk Reviews podcast. BerkReviews.com
1: Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts covering the entire movieverse. There's something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.